0: I'm changed this morning. Listen. See, as you begin to encounter the service or wherever you go to where there's a spiritual engagement or in your personal closet, as you step into it, already experience expect it because there's a transformation. All the songs of worship, all the prayer time, all the special ministrations or whatever, all those things are to alter, to reconfigure your life. You are not the same as when you entered here. The Devil is a liar. He's just trying to bring your mind and tell you, Is it not same you wearing that shirt? That is why God doesn't start from the inside. He says, Is it not you still wearing that same shoe when you came in? He doesn't start from the outside. Sorry. Thank you. Because the devil keep telling you, but it's the same you that came inside now. Are you not still feeling the same? I thought your account no, account has not changed. Excuse me. That's where he wants you to focus on. And because you see, before anything becomes, it must become a spiritual reality. When it is real to you, it must then manifest. Hallelujah. For we have come to understand by faith that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Every single thing was manifested by a spiritual substance. Something you cannot see, but it's tangible. Hallelujah. Welcome to a new season. I need you to believe that not because a pastor is telling you. It is the truth. Welcome to a new season. Welcome to a new season. For you, your new season can be a scholarship. For you, your new season can be marriage. Your new season can be a child. Your new season can be a job. Your new season can be promotion. Your new season can be admission. Your new season can be another level of spiritual growth. But you see, even if if I do not say it, when you have encountered a new season, there's a spiritual growth. Am I talking to somebody? Life sanctuary wake up because there's a revival. Young people, there's a fire in the nations of the world. And you must connect with that fire and drive it. So that the devil will have no place. he will His foothold will be dislodged. And you and you and you will establish the mind of God. I told you yesterday, your age should not be what on or, or stops you. We have already seen too many by history that young people do tremendous things. The billionaires in the world are not only people who are old. Did you hear what I just said? Those who are creative inventors are not old, those who are old. Those who do strange things in ministry and carry the fire of the Holy Ghost are not those who are old. Is somebody still with me? Oh, God is simply manifesting what he has said by prophecy. In the last days, the old men, yes. The women, yes. But also the damsels and the boys and and the guys, if you like. Everyone manifests a dimension of grace. So get set because God is counting on you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Your problem is never a problem as far as God is concerned. So don't throw in the towel. Don't give up. Don't tell yourself when can this or will it ever. You are told to do something or you desire to do something or God is telling you to do something or your leader is telling you to do something. Don't first of all confront it with your limitations. Don't. Don't. I was almost screaming at somebody recently. I said, get a job. He said, where is the job? I said, excuse me, what did you say? I said, the moment you said that, you have shut the doors. He said, you are thinking has set it in place that you can't get one. And I said, even if I pray for you, you will not get one because you have told me they don't exist. And who prays for what does not exist? He said, but I said, mm-hmm. you, it doesn't exist. But I know that even if you can't see it today, it exists. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. It is the proof, it is what manifests what you have not yet seen. I said, and then it obviously means that there is nothing I can help you with. I'm compelled to just drop this into your spirit so that you can be ready for the things that are coming. Every season, every dispensation, the the burdens of the spirit are released upon humanity. Did you hear what I said? In another language, I called it last time I was talking to us the urgency of the Spirit. Please, don't think you are to come to church and when you come to church, they tell you about food. They tell you about a new dress and a new cloth. There are things that burst those realities. There's an urgency of the Spirit that when it comes upon a man, comes upon a woman, comes upon a boy, comes upon a girl, irrespective of age, irrespective of, of tribe, irrespective of race educational qualifications, when the urgency of the spirit is a upon a person, you have, you have entered, you should even rejoice because you have entered into things that men will look at and say, this is not possible. When I'm talking about the urgency of the spirit, I'm not talking about the fact that you just feel like, no, the urgency of the spirit burdens Something drives you. Something moves you. I don't like to use the word something Because some people keep carrying that I mean the personality of the Holy Ghost God puts the Holy Ghost inside of us for a reason Because when humanity is becoming cold Begin to slide towards death He quickens And stirs up a dimension of urgency He compels you To want to take a step further than where you are He refuses to give up on you And allow you to die that is what keeps the spark of life alive. In a generation where the word of God is cast. that is what ignites in you a revelation of that which seems to be scarce to others so that you can bring a civilization that others don't understand. The urgency of the spirit is upon us in this season. And I see men who will do great things. The urgency of the spirit is a compulsion that is laid upon our spirit to accomplish a task, an assignment, a vision, a dream to accomplish the will of God. It always brings a dramatic shift in our spiritual possibilities if we obey. The urgency of the spirit right it is a compulsion that is laid upon our spirit to accomplish a task, an assignment, a vision, a dream to fulfill the will of God in the spirit it always brings a dramatic shift in our spiritual possibilities if we obey the urgency of the spirit is not negotiable if you negotiate it you negotiate a dispensation of your life away that is why many I'm wondering how come they've not stepped into the things they want to step into in the spirit. Please listen, I'm not comparing any material thing. So come with me with a spiritual understanding. Because the only way many people have learned to measure the move of God is something material. You got it wrong. Oh, God blesses with so much but that is not what he does. When there was the Azusa Street Revival, where did it happen? It happened in a stable. If you have never heard of that, go read God's General. Simon, a black man that was blind in one eye Seymour, thank you, Seymour. In that revival, it was in a stable where they keep horses. Hey, for for a long time, there had not been an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. In that meeting, men began to speak in tongues. They were the gift of the Spirit in manifestation. It was like, during the days of the Acts of the Apostles when the Holy Ghost fell, what later became known as the Azusa Street Revival. It is not, I'm not talking about physical exigencies. I'm not talking about structures and paraphernalia I'm talking about a dimension of the spirit I know you need a good house I know you need a good car, a job and God will give them to you as instruments to do that which you need to do but you must start from a point where you have an understanding where there's an engagement in the spirit so that whatever he gives to you will not consume us or consume you many have been consumed and taken away from God because of the material dimension that God opened up I pray that will not be your case Because when there is this revival, there will be a material blessing also. Yes, there will be an outpouring of riches and resources. Glory be to God. It is non-negotiable. Let's read a portion of scripture. Mark chapter 1 and verse 12. Some of you have sensed the urgency of the spirit many years ago. you, you, You pushed away. I'm given all kinds of reasons for it I am not the pastor I can't talk like papa I can't talk like mama I cannot talk like this one I can't talk like that one I can't talk like bishop this I can't talk like that many have shifted the things that God wanted them to anchor. I am yet a child oh some have become like Moses I am a stammerer oh God I cannot talk excuses one of my mentors says at the nails you used to build the house of failure. When the burdens of the spirit comes upon you and the urges of the spirit do not negotiate it away. It may look impossible for you. That's why I've started by telling you it's not about you. It's not about you. And so you must understand that. All that he wants is you yield. Because he will never he will, he will never bend you. No, you yield. When you yield, there's a flow. Because if he's to bend you, you will break. And he wants you intact to get there. Immediately, the spirit drove him into the wilderness. If you give me several translations, you will see what they say. Some say and the spirit compelled him. The spirit moved him. The spirit stirred him up. When the spirit will drive Jesus into the wilderness, listen to me. It's not the type whereby you are feeling nice goose pimples. That's not it. You want not to go, but there's a movement in that direction you are saying but they will insult me say go and be insulted you are saying but they will not receive me say go and not be received they are saying that the doors may be closed say go let the doors be closed and you are going you are the one telling yourself that you can't go and you are still going you are telling yourself there is no money but you are still going you are telling yourself will i be able to get there you are still going am i talking to somebody you are saying it cannot be done but you are still trying to do it you are telling all kinds of voices are telling you that we will not survive this but you are making a move somebody here is taking of the spirit of god uh, and is being driven into dimensions of grace in the name of jesus christ he drove him and immediately the spirit drivet him into the wilderness usually when it comes upon a man it's always an immediate response these are tremendous shifts in the spirit and you cannot afford to waste time because you know why when he's moving you he's not thinking of time He's not constrained by time. Remember, this prompted by the Spirit of God. It is not about time. He's not even thinking about time, age, all the things that limit us in this dimension. He's not thinking about it. He's bringing you to a point where when you yield, time is suspended. When you yield, situations are suspended. You are no longer limited to the protocols of life. You can break those protocols and arrive at the place you are going to. He said, but there's a queue here. You need to queue up. He said, queue up. I don't have time for the queue. I know life is turn by turn, but when there's an urgency of the spirit, it is your turn. Did you hear what I said? It may not be your turn in the eyes of men; it may not be your turn in the system and the structures of men. But when the urgency of the spirit comes, it becomes your turn. Come on, somebody say my turn. Say it again. My turn. It is my turn. In the name of Jesus Christ. I'm not scared of tomorrow because I know there's a moving of the Holy Ghost that will shift events. At one time, I was so scared, I was so worried and scared for the people in Ukraine, the Christians in Ukraine. But listen to me, I'm not scared anymore because I know if we live, it's to the glory of God. If we die, it is to the glory of God. And they are standing there and connecting with heaven and asking for the Lord's intervention. Hear me. It looked as if they were going to overrun Kisakale Pramando Lebo They were going to overrun Israel. But all of a sudden, by the urgency of the Spirit of God, a young boy could not constrain himself. He could not hold himself back. Ah! what what are we saying here soldiers mighty men could not talk but when something came upon the man called david at the age of 17 the bible said he came for who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he defies the armies of god his brother said keep quiet you have come this troublesome boy and he said ah is there no reason And one conversation after the other broke protocol and Saul heard of it. And the conversation got to Saul and Saul did not ask him, how old are you boy? He didn't ask him, have you been in military battle before? He didn't ask him, he didn't ask him, what is even your name? He said, which family? Which tribe? Who is your father? Essentially. Because you see, we belong to a father. In the realm of the spirit, nobody's concerned about what is happening to you in the natural here. No. Who is your father? Who is your father? He needed to belong to Pramanda to a system connected to covenant. Immediately that was all that concerned Saul. That's all he needed to ask. He didn't ask is your father a general? Is your father this or that? He just wanted to know is this connected to these things we are talking about? Am I talking to somebody here? I ask you again, who's your father? Because when there's an of spirit, you must know who is driving you. Is it your stomach? Because there are people who are driven by their stomach and think it is the spirit. Their ambitions pull them. Please, you must have a measure of desire for something. But I'm saying to you, what propels you to, to, to forget about every natural resistance? It must not be any physical thing. It must not be a pride or a name. It must be him. And he tells him, you said you can go. He said yes. And then he says, whoever it is that defeats him will be, he said, "Ah, oh, good, I want the reward. Because you see, when you respond, hear me, to the like cassesia, when you respond to the urgency of the spirit, there's a reward. And the first reward that comes that God elevates you to a spiritual dimension where possibilities are no longer a difficult matter. It becomes cheap. You begin to operate and men begin to wonder. Jesus came out of that encounter and when he came out of that encounter, men began to wonder about him. And the first encounter he had was not with demons. The first encounter he had was with the devil himself. And he would ask him and show him greatness because he knew that Jesus had stepped into a manifestation that if he's allowed to go free, the world will be turned upside down. So he needed to give him the, the, the best of the gifts in the world. He showed them the glories of the world. He tempted them to come back into the natural and he kept telling him, no, I understand this matters for it is written what sustains you when the spirit of God is moving you in dimension is God's word and Saul who was still driven, forgetting that there was a covenant did he understand the urgency and the manifestation of the spirit, he gave him his <laughs> ah, he gave him his armor people say it's a mistake not a mistake when the urgency of the Spirit is upon you, and you are doing that which I said, there will be a transfer. Many will transfer their positions to you. They will transfer their heritage to you. They will transfer their opportunities to you. They will transfer to you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Saul didn't know he was exchanging kingdoms. He was exchanging titles. He was giving David his throne. Bottom line. David did not still stop there. Say, I, I can't use this thing, but he had to wear it first because there must be the transfer. He wasn't going to use it. Listen to me. When there is an urgency of the spirit upon you and the burdens of the spirit are laid upon you, you are not afraid of the the outcome. You are certain of what will happen. Please listen to me. What will make a young boy of 17? Generals in the army were running. And the Bible tells me clearly, when he saw Goliath, he didn't didn't say, oh, yeah, come. No, 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 no. He didn't wait for Goliath to come. The Bible says he ran towards Goliath. What will push him to run? The urgency of the spirit it ignites like it were from the inside and catches fire you are trying to put out the fire but you are feeling the heat that's what the late Archibald says calls fire on my bones when it happens to you you don't know when you utter things that people will look at you and say this guy is crazy are you mad it can happen to anybody that's what came upon the woman. And she carried her child and got there and told the archbishop dead and said, the daughter fell from a baby. Her face was broken and twisted. And he said to him, don't even think that her face will not come back to normal. And then he will lift up his voice and he will talk to God. And he will say, God, this is your creation. If this is how your face is, they let it be. People don't talk like that because they wish it. And the face began to readjust. Right in their presence. I did say tomorrow. Right in their presence. it began to adjust. Listen to me. God is calling us to operations that only that men can never explain it. Hear me. It's not just about the miracles of healing. It's the miracles of leadership. The miracles of dimensions of grace. The miracles of answers. When people are looking for solutions and answers, you will come up with it. Hallelujah. Come on and say hallelujah. The urgency of the spirit. Immediately the spirit drove him into the wilderness. When the urgency comes upon you, there must be a spiritual engagement first. There must be something he's driving you to do spiritually. Why? Because there's a need to ascend to the dimension of God. Jesus needed a dimension of power to propel him into the days that are coming. Many of us confront things um, um, with too much assumptions. There's a difference between faith and and assumption. Many times we assume too much and think that we know. Because a man of God says so doesn't mean anything. It is you and your encounters with God. Jesus didn't assume, I'm the son of God. I have the power for this assignment oh no 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 he yielded to the spirit and knew that whatever it is he's sending him to do there's going to be a delivery of a dimension of God on the earth what did he do the bible says give me verse 13 thank you give me verse 13 and he was there in the wilderness 40 days tempted of satan and was in the and with the wild beasts and the angels ministered unto him tempted listen temptation is not the problem will always be there there will be temptation somebody once told me Jesus is Jesus now please listen to me if Jesus cannot fall it is not temptation did you hear what I just said if there is no possibility of Jesus falling it is not a temptation a temptation is a temptation because you can fall why there was a battle between the kingdom of darkness and light every time there is a, there's an urgency of the spirit. Just know it so that you don't joke. There is a battle between darkness and light. Every time there is an urgency of the spirit, you sense that. Just know it. God wants to establish something. devil wants to pull down something. And many of us, because we have not paid attention, we have not been the men and women that God has desired for us to be. It seems as if the devil won. But that is why you are hearing this at such a time as this. To begin to position yourself right. That when the seasons begin to come again because you are here and it begins to prompt you ka, so He went to pray. Listen, Jesus did not go to pray because he felt like going to pray 40 days and 40 nights. This one was different. He had been used to praying but this was different. In this particular case you will not feel hungry. It's not the one that you are looking at food and you are struggling not to respond. That's not the type. It will not even come. It will not be something that bothers you. Are you hearing me? you you'll have been suspended and disconnected from the natural frivolities of men. That doesn't bother you anymore. What you are thinking about is a higher cause. Do I have a witness in this house for those who want to generate power? Come on, if you are here, shout amen. Amen. Do I have a witness in the house those who want to walk in the power of God? Do I have those who want to be able to see the things that are ahead of us coming? Yes, Yes. But there were men who didn't have the holy ghost upon their inside the bible calls them men of issachar they could interpret and understand the times you have the holy ghost so the seasons that are coming will not take you by surprise hallelujah if you are interested in that then begin to check closely you'll begin to find a stirring somewhere coming there's a stirring. he's about to drive somebody into days of study into days of meditation into looking at the tabernacles of God and you'll be there, you'll be there, you'll be there. I remember I was reading about the, the woman, the late the late, the late Caitlin Kuhlman and she talked about the seasons. It was during winter and the Holy Ghost drave her into those dimensions of travail. She will study and study. She will pray and pray. Times that she will be hours on her belly praying. Times that she will be, sometimes she will not be able to even, even count time or recognize time because it has gone. She would have started today and she will find herself tomorrow. I'm not talking to you about spiritism. I'm talking to you about the reality of the life God has called you into. Where you are in this world, but you are not of this world. What does it mean? It means you can easily disconnect and disengage. Don't be telling yourself there's no time. Oh, there's time. Oh, there is time. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Satan tempted him. I know you understand that now. Every time there's a burden of the spirit upon your heart, just know it. The moment you respond, the devil will do everything to quench it. He will do everything to make sure you do not respond to those burdens. It can be a simple every day something keeps moving you to go and preach. People are saying, "Waiting, waiting." You say, how they come?" You won't explain yourself it can be simply what you may call simply songs begin to pop into your spirit and you think it's a joke you are singing songs, you are singing songs and you are not taking account of it you are not recognizing that when those songs are delivered to you they are not for you alone there are songs that trigger revival there are songs where we just we, it's for pleasure, it's nice and there's nothing wrong with that but there are songs that when they come on this side of eternity somebody cannot sit when they hear them somebody's spirit cannot be quiet when men are losing fire and losing touch, you just see a fire sparking. The way a fire cannot go on here, unrecognized, on, on something begins to happen to you. But Satan tempted him. He overcame. But Satan tempted him. Listen, I sense that there are quite a number of you at the precipice, at the edge of his temptation and you have a leg like this God is holding you behind and you, are, and you are like that the devil is saying come further but it's a gully it's a gulf, it's a great separation and a divide but it looks to you as if it's normal and he's calling you it's a trap he's telling you come it appeals to you it appeals to your flesh and he's saying come why must you stress over this He said, come. Why must you give yourself those troubles when boys and girls and men and women like you are enjoying their lives? While they are frolicking across the nations and you are here, calling yourself one that carries a burden. Come. But you see, that's why the Bible says this God is also saying, come. Oh, and the bridegroom says, come. He's also calling. There's a calling though. He's calling you. His voice is calling you. Destiny is calling you. And I pray that you will respond much more. You will respond beyond what you have done before. So that you can enter into places God wants you to enter into. You want to be a politician? Please don't let somebody tell you it's wrong. But let there be an urgency of the spirit. Let there be a body driving you in those journeys. There must be an encounter with it. And once there is, let me tell you. Let them refuse to choose you. They will choose you. Because these are beyond why, why these are beyond the, the, the negotiations of men. They want to wonder, but they do not know how it happens. And God is still doing the same thing. Are you still with me? Come on, if you are here, say amen. amen. When there is a burden of the spirit, I said before earlier, on, no negotiation, if you negotiate to die. What did he say? That's why you will hear the scripture say, arise! The prophet was there, say arise, Go! You will not hear God say, when we think about it, tomorrow we may think a plan if you will go. Arise, go! And when you hear that you move, because you know the road is clear. Uh, you know the journey is good. At that time, they may be telling you that there's a blockage, but you know you have had arise, go. Because when you have arisen and go, you go there, you pass there, you wonder, but they say there's a blockage. When you pass there, you call and say, I just passed, and there's nothing. The person gets there and say, okay, and comes here and find it's blocked. Because when there is a, when, when there is, when there is, a stirring of the spirit, a compelling a compelling of the spirit, there is also a command that guarantees that everything that seemed to be an obstacle will be removed on your path. But you must go first. Arise and go to Zarephath, for I have commanded a widow to feed you. Any normal person in the time of scarcity will not go to a widow to feed. She has nothing as it were, but because it was a command of the spirit. He gets there and sees the widow gathering, 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 gathering. She was gathering wood. And he says, hey woman, please give me water. And the woman says, and goes as you're on her way to get water, please listen to me. Somebody says it's easy to give water. I say, lie. In the desert place where there's scarcity, giving water is an essential commodity. I forgot one of these countries, the man of God went to preach, is in Zaire where, people travel through the desert places. Two weeks, I think, they were trying to go for the crusade and they were sharing water on the way because water is not available. They are not taking their bath, but they were going for the meeting. So don't think water is cheap because you have it in abundance. What is cheap to you is expensive to another. There are places that people don't throw water away anyhow. You carry the water it has stayed from it's yesterday's water. You will throw it away. Yes, that is water. They will give you the bucket. It's almost full of water. I say, no, it's not full to the brim. You want to bath? Which body? You have poured some, poured some. After you have finished washing the soap, there's nothing again, but you are just pouring it. One needs to feel nice. So you can never understand when there's a commandment that includes water in the food. She responds, so it means that she had a measure of, of a response to God. Because the Bible says God has commanded a widow, she knew. And she said, as hey, so you are going, woman, get me food. Ah, ah, She stops. You see, people say he said so because he's a man of God. No, he said so because there was a burden upon his spirit. That the answer to where he's moving to is here. What will trigger the dispensations to come is here. And he needed to actually be anchored there. He said, no woman, go make for me first. And then you make for your son and yourself. Excuse me, please. Where did it start from? Arise, go. There are many who have had arise, go. And they sat down. You will find yourself seated on a spot for a long time. I speak not as a man. I'm speaking to you about the realities of God. Arise, do. I can't, Lord. Arise, kill, and eat. Say, not so, Lord. Many of us have essayed to educate God because we have knowledge. Go to the hospital. Go towards C. In that world you will see a man who has been given up for dead. His body, half of his body has begun to rotten. Say go. Say ah. He says the hospital authorities and the family are waiting for him to die. In fact they are moving him today. Go. The moment you negotiate, the moment you ask your friend, this is what I'm hearing for me to go. You may ask the wrong friend who will tell you our doctors have given up. The family is even waiting. Why must you allow them to waste money? He say no. God says go. This generation no longer seeks for a burden. When people are calling for revival, what they're asking for is an urgency of the spirit. They are not asking for good people and feeling nice. That's not what they're asking for. Please listen. They are not asking to feel nice. Because in the feeling and the euphoria of feeling nice, there is an assignment. When God steps of revival, he's he's calling people who will do things that will alter the course of history. That's what he's looking for. He's looking for people who will change things. And the funny thing is that I know people are thinking, what of my own life? That is your life. As you respond to every other thing, your life changes. Are you still with me? Arise, take the only begotten son and go to the mountain where I will show you. And the Bible says he arose early in the morning and went. He told his wife, we are going to worship and come back. There was no time to debate and to discuss whether is it the right thing, or will you come with us? Please, when there is an urgency of the spirit, the spirit of sacrifice also upon upon your tabernacle, sacrifice of time, sacrifice of talent, and sacrifice of treasures, resources. You will hear God speak about these things. Listen, please don't be angry. Because the truth is that you will find somebody take off everything and deliver it and you are wondering what is this person doing? We call it something. But something would have come to Pastor Tony's heart overnight or so. I'll come early instead. Join them in the service. Because, based on what I've discussed with him, coming later doesn't change, doesn't spoil it. We must be sensitive. Little, little instruction is where it starts from. He will never tell you to go to Asurok when you are not listen, used to listening to tell your teacher that Jesus is Lord. The one who has been criticizing the cross. And he tells you, go and tell that man, Jesus is Lord. You say, ah, I will fail. When there is an urgency of the Spirit, failure or no failure doesn't matter. Those things don't bother you, and that is where every believer ought to get to. You didn't get it. He said, Oh, king, Everybody is afraid of him. But he said, Oh, king, we are not careful in this matter to answer you. Meaning, we respect you, but we will not quote it, we will tell you as it is. We know that we will not bow to this image you have created. We know our God will deliver us. But they didn't start. They say, okay, king, even if he doesn't deliver us, in the urgency of the spiritual life is sold out to him. Are you sold out to God? Please, church people, stop being church people. Stop being church people. If go and look for what they define church people as. Be Christians. There are seasons where the burden of the Lord is laid upon your tabernacle. This is the will of God impressed upon your spirit. When that time comes, you will just be sensing, you will have a strong sensing and it has happened to anybody who has the Holy Ghost. But many times we didn't pay attention to it. I'm telling you, if you had just yielded to that prayer, that prayer, that that, that pushing to pray, you would have seen yourself in a dimension of moving things in the spirit that you've never experienced before. And once you have entered there, the thing with God is that you don't come down. It becomes an experience that nobody can take from you. I'm not talking about boasting about the fact that I normally pray 10 hours. That's not what I mean. I'm talking about something you know. That grace moved you into it. Are you still with me? It is not the same as having a weight. Please listen. I'll try to differentiate it. There are times where a weight is upon you. It is not the Holy Ghost. That is the devil. Where you'll be feeling as if you're feeling depressed, feeling sad. That is not the burdens I'm talking about. That is a weight. Is the devil bringing that. And what he's doing by that is to get you to a point whereby you do not do what you need to do. You are discouraged. You don't want to respond. In fact, you can't pray. But when there is a burden from God, you can pray. Once you are struggling with a burden and you say, I can't even pray. It is not God. Who, you need to forcefully pray. Because those are those require prayer to break it. Where well, you are feeling this weight. I can't come to church. I'm not feeling like going to the fellowship. Listen to me. That is not God. Oh, those that's not the body. He said, God just want me not to be me. He won't go want me to be alone with Him at home. Please shut up. Those are not bodies, those are weights. Bodies lead you deeper into God. you see everything God will do the devil wants to create a copy he wants to give you a fake a counterfeit so that if you do not know it you think okay it's not the same when those burdens are there when those burdens of God are there there's a joy of the Holy Ghost when weights are there joy is lost I didn't say happiness I said joy Joy is not taken. At that time, something is bubbling inside. People are asking you, what is the thing going on? Nothing seems to be looking changed outside. So that you don't confuse it. Because the devil is after bringing depression, oppression, harassment. He's actually bringing you to a point where you feel like not doing anything. All that you are seen is all the failures and all the steps you have taken that didn't work. That is not God. That's not what I'm talking about. That's a weight. And that's why the Bible says, lay aside every Every weight. But burdens are things that you actually run with. And allow the Holy Ghost to help you on those journeys. Hallelujah. Is somebody with me? And I see you getting there in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Bodies are from God seeking your cooperation and enabling you to do what He wants. When the bodies come, God is looking for you to cooperate. He's, he's like it's like tapping you oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah and then gradually you find that it becomes more urgent the tapping increases bodies are meant for you God is saying cooperate with me and then I will enable you touch your neighbor, say neighbor when last did you cooperate with God? you just wake up wear your trousers, wear your shirt, wear your shoe and you're off that's how your life is ha ha Because you saw somebody do that, you don't know the engagement and the encounters. Your mind is blank, you are going. "Uh You You just look through it, carry the next skirt or, or whatever, or carry the next blouse and you are off. You are not a robot. You are not an inanimate object. You are not just a creation of God. You are a part of God in creation. Oh, you don't know that. That is why the creation is waiting for you. He didn't say all of us are waiting for creation. Because you are distinct and separate from creation. He created us, yes. But we are separate. It is only us that he gave the creative ability like himself. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so, we are in creation. But we are responsible for creation. The moment we stepped into this this, this side of eternity, God put in us the ability to alter events. So, when those bodies come, God is seeking cooperation with you. They have taught us for too long how church is a place to come receive, just receive. Take it, take it, yes. And it has not helped us develop intimacy with the Spirit of God. We have not been told how necessary it is for the joy of the Holy Ghost in our lives by reason of intimacy with God. We have not been told how. We have been told about the joys of technology. We have been told about all those things. And we have been told how to acquire them and how to get them. Which is fine. But then, what sustains a dimension of joy, which even when things are going upside down, is intimacy with the Spirit of God. We have not been taught that. And that is why many do not have burdens, do not have the urgency of the Spirit. We are more flesh than flesh. I'm telling you. You are not flesh. You have a you have flesh. You are not flesh. But many have become flesh, are flesh. The only thing they hear is every every impulse of the flesh. Meanwhile, the spirit is yearning in these days for somebody who will simply lend an ear. I will do what he has said. It doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter the disgrace or the dishonor. I will do what he has said. Yeah. I will pursue the cause of the Almighty. Even into regions where it might look as if I am being embarrassed. Like Paul will say, we, are ki- we die daily, we are killed daily. We have understood what it means to be hungry. We have understood what it means to be beaten, to be flogged. We have understood those dimensions of God. But we have chosen not to give up on that which God has designed for us to do. And we will do it. You think he was talking from his mouth. You think it was just live service. There was something else propelling Paul. And that personality lives inside of you. He's just waiting. He's just waiting. He's just waiting. And please let me say this to you. The cooperation that God is seeking for from you is an indication of a new season. So if you want new season, eh? after you have finished receiving the anointing, are you hear what I'm saying? The laying on of hands, the oil, whatever, after you have received it, go back and develop intimacy because he always looks for people who are being sensitive to him. He will not waste impulses of the spirit upon a person who he knows will not listen. Oh, no, 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 Though it's an entirely spiritual, spiritually driven but it must, it must be upon somebody who will hear. If not, you can be like one the prophet crying in the wilderness. Nobody's hearing. Until the tokens of the wind will carry it to further lands. And others will hear it there. Because they must be hearing. If you cannot hear God in the days ahead of you, I'm telling you you will be frustrated as a Christian. I'm on a platform and they have more or less been using the platform to campaign for Russia and the allies of Russia. I was about to write something there and to tell them, please, this platform is not meant for campaigning for either America or Russia. Let's focus on what we doing. And God said, that is not your business. Me, I wanted to do, I was not happily happy. I even started still typing it, and then Holy Ghost reminded me. He said, You're not hearing me. I said, This does not concern you. I said, But it concerns me. He said, No. He said, The person doing this is just talking, he's doing nothing. Go and keep praying for those people. I said, But I need to tell him to shut you. You see, I'm just telling you the drama. I typed it to a point. I closed that particular WhatsApp this thing. I didn't send it, it was there. It was there for 2 days. And I came back there and I deleted. I no, deleting was not even I didn't even know. I just I just opened it I just deleted. When I been deleted, I said, ah, "Okay, I deleted it." I felt better. Listen to me. Those little things is checking to see if he can put a burden on you. I know it was only 5000 naira remaining in your account. I know. He says, give me. I say, ah. If I give it now, what is going to happen for this week? And then, and then in the courts of heaven, even the angels are turning and looking at themselves. And they're like, seriously? That's what you hear them say. The angels, they'll be telling themselves, seriously? You mean, is this guy serious? What will he eat? Within the week? Then they will tell themselves, we have said it before. What is man that that art mindful of him?" Yes. They will tell themselves, say, see. We cannot say God is not sensible. God is very sensible. So that's them talking. We know it's all wise. But we are wondering, what is in this man? Can you imagine them? They are doubting the possibility of God a whole week. Ha. They didn't say what we eat in the next one second. They are saying one week. So one week is too small for God to be able to supply. Ha! And they're like, did they not read the word? Daily he loads them with benefits. Then they will tell themselves, it's true, it's man. It's it's man. They've told us before, we are trying to understand this technology called man. We are trying to get this creature called man. And then the Holy Ghost is shedding tears and wondering, let my daughter get it let my son get it I am their supply no 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 you didn't hear me let them get it that I am their supply the market is not the supply the bank is not the supply I am their supply when you get it please I want you to note it go back to last year if you have a Tide card pick up your Tide card please I beg you and look at your Tide card and calculate the tithes that you paid last year. Or if you have a record of accounts of your spending, carry it and look at it from December, January to December 2021. And you will be shocked that you can call yourself a multi-millionaire. You see, the issue is this. We are measuring everything from our perspective and God is trying to shift that. And so you refuse to respond to the 5,000 naira. You think when it comes to 10 million, he will talk to you. You think when they are revivals to establish crusades and to establish meetings and to sponsor worship time and dimensions of praise and prayer, you think he will call you? And then when he's opening those strangers when people will represent him among nations, he will call you when you couldn't listen to five K. When he even knows that even if he doesn't supply it in that week, you won't die for not eating. These are things you must internalize as you walk with God. Christianity is not just one of those things we joke about. I have been on a particular mountain. I am not ashamed to be on that mountain because I understand what He's doing with me. There are things that are opening up. When they all open up, you look and say, okay, now we can see. But I see before then. And so I walk in the direction of what I have seen it's so irrespective of what is going on it doesn't shift anything so God is testing and working on us on those dimensions he needs to know he can tell you to sit down and you will sit down even if it is painful embarrassing to sit down a new season has come every real walk Every real walk of God, every real walk will start with the body. Will begin with an urgency of the spirit. You just want to do. You want to do. If you have not felt that, I don't know which salvation you go to. There won't be this. And when you allow the Holy Ghost, he leads you. And then he strengthens your journey. Hallelujah. We are in the season of the spirit of God. And if we will learn about him and learn of him, he will show us things to come. Hallelujah. What is urgent uppermost in your heart? What has been palpitating or causing a palpitation in your inside? What has been causing your heart to beat? You know, I I don't really like using this because it will shift people's mind to some things. You know. We finished our dance dance um, dance club meeting. We finished our meeting. It was late when we finished the meeting. On that first day. When we came out, everybody seemed to be going in one direction. It was only mama going in the other direction. And I told them, I said, you guys don't worry, I'm going to take her there. They thought it was just one of those jokes. They didn't know that something was doing me one kind. Yeah. I wanted to actually say no. So I do not look like if uh uh-uh. and that's what that's what always hinders us from stepping into certain things, so that they will not say, "What is he looking for?" But before I even we think about their saying that, because there were others already in the group who seemed to have been friends. I had already said I will take you there, and where she was going was far, because I will take her there and still get back to where I'm going to far, but I didn't consider it. Hold on when something catches your heart the sacrifice is no longer a problem are you still with me that is what part of the urgency of the spirit is about but well, you see if you have not in yourself if I had not developed a goodness to want to be of help please come it was not because of, of a love for I alone there was a desire to do good to be of help see God doesn't do these things in a box. He looks at your life and your journey and He sees your responses. Please, it's not about mistakes. Mm-mm. He sees where you your heart goes to quickly. And then He will give you the energy to pursue the results He wants. He had set for me a path. And so when that came up, even though it's not as if she was looking at me, you know, some people wait the person, person who's looking at them nicely. she's been smiling at me. There was no smile that day. On that day only there was no smile because she was upset I came late for the meeting. But there was a pulling from inside. I'm not talking I'm I'm not trying to spiritualize anything. I'm just using it an example to show you. And so when we came out it was dark and late. I was still going to go far. And I said let us go. That is the same sacrifice that God makes when he's dealing with us. It might be the darkest of nights. Thickest Of nights, with nobody there, he will be there. And you are still driving him away. He'll be there. He knows that if he leaves you, you are done for. So he's there. You are doing everything to shut him out. He's there. The thing he said don't do last, you did. He's still there. He's been talking to you. I need your attention. You say, "Mm, "I know, I know, I know." Uh, but I, 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 there are other things when I have time you, I know you won't go, you always be there so when I have time I will come and he hears you he hears you but the danger in it is this read scriptures quench not, grieve not the spirit you can come to a point whereby you are not one of those he wants to move anymore I know the message of grace I have heard it from everywhere people have called it all kinds of grace extended whatever I believe in grace we are not working for anything but we must yield we must respond to him because he will not force you when he drives you it is because there is already a willingness to be driven You are sensing the boldings and the urges of the Spirit, a new season has come. And God wants to take us into new seasons. In the midst of those seasons, it doesn't matter whether things are good or not. The Archbishop Benson Idahosa of Blessed Memory was on the expressway in Benin, and my mentor, Bishop Tawa was on the same express on the other side. And then he turned and he saw the Archbishop Benson Idahosa. He in the same, sorry, in the traffic. And he was in a blue Peugeot. And the Archbishop was in a blue Mercedes. He just got, he just had his voice, go and meet him now. He dropped from the car, crossed over, and went and knelt down. He said, sir, I, I need to see you. I'm, I'm, I'm so, so, and so on the, on the express. And, and, and because that one has been a man given to the bodings of the spirit, he turns to him and says, see me tomorrow. He was going out of Benin. So my, my spiritual father, our mentor, turns back and goes back into being in waits. The following day, he enters his office. The time he gave me time. He was there earlier. As he's entering his office, the bishop is coming out. And he says to him, see him, David, my son, follow him. And then he says, from today, it doesn't matter the troubles you shall facing, you are victorious, your name is Victor. Change. That's why you see Victor Adelao. A connection of people who are urgent in the spirit. Yeah. When you are urgent in the spirit, the timings are correct. Wow. Archbishop was to go two years after that encounter, and so he arrived in Benin for in Ibadan four meetings each year. He came twice to establish a legacy, to establish another civilization. came this year. The following year, he came after the second time. The second time he came that year, he died. You need to understand this. He tells him, say, Victor, go back to you, but I'm prepared. I'm coming. He says, Sorry, sir, our roof just fell down. There's nothing, there's nothing in the church. There's nothing. He said, Am I talking to you about roof? I say, go, I am coming. Hey, we don't really. Have, am I talking to you about money? Go, I'm coming. And everything in the entire life shifted. Victory International Church. Please hear me. There are people that God brings across your way. Some of them may look it larger than life. Some may not. Because if you read the scriptures, you'll find there were prophets who they have come to classify in a wrong understanding. They call them major prophets and minor prophets. In the agenda of God, there's nothing like that. I thank God. I also went to a, to a, to a, to a balanced theological environment. Yes, I attended a choir theology. Yeah, yeah. I did a postgraduate diploma in theology. uh uh-uh. And they, they said there too, they said no. None of them is major or minor. I say, Ah! I've been thinking this. And the truth is that, as far as God is concerned, the prophets are not major or minor. Some of them were dining with kings, some were eating grapes in the wilderness. But they had the same agenda of the Almighty. The measure of the Spirit was the same. Their assignment spoke of the presence of God that governed the civilization they were called to institute. And Agbishop played his part. It's gone. People are looking for Archbishop. Please don't look for him. You will not find him. Look for a Jane, a John, a James, a Peter, a Tunde, an Abdul, Ibrahim. Look for them. Those are the people that God is looking for now. And my mentor's life changed. Changed. Hallelujah. I do not know what you are looking for. but me, I'm looking for more of God. I've tasted a bit of material things. So I know it's nice. I've tasted a bit of favor in different circles and quarters within the country and outside the country. So I know it's nice. I've tasted a measure of God. So I know it's awesome. You need more of God. Like the songwriter will say, More love, more power, more of you in my life, more of God. If you get more of God, every time he speaks on those things that don't make sense, because we're in an era where many things will not make sense, When those things don't make sense, you will respond to it. The urgency of the spirit doesn't make sense. I've been trying to help you define it so that you will get it because sometimes some things are not easy to preach. So that you will get it. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Go to Songo Market and share handbills to everybody in the market. Go from shop to shop, shop to shop, as you are talking, as you are entering the shop, tell them Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord, and you are going there. Some of them say, Abek, Abek, Abek. You are going from shop to shop. Then he says, "Do it for the next three days." Okay. You finish the three days, you are going, and then he said, "Do it for another one week." You are going. You are not, You are asking yourself, "What is What is what is doing me?" The and then you finish the seven days. And nothing seemed to happen. And you think that nothing has happened. Every spiritual engagement always provokes a result. It is just that many of many times we are looking at the wrong place and the wrong thing. Hallelujah. Today, based on our program is what we call impartation service. You see, over the years, I've battled with this back and forth, sometimes anointing, sometimes we call it this and that. But I've constantly kept saying, the oil is not the power of God. Please hear me. It is not the power of God. The handkerchief is not the power of God. The shadow is not the power of God. But God, by His design and His desire, has manifested from different dimensions. <laughs> Things will change in your life. Things will alter in your life. Just by simply a touch, you will find that, that the events that were in this array will become reorganized. And He will put upon your tabernacle and upon your tent a boldness and a confidence that you know is not human born. It's not fleshly born. It is born of the spirit. You will hold things and you will take hold of many. The things you will take hold of, people will wonder, can you handle all of this? But you are not bothered because you know you are not the one handling. You are only the extension of the physical presence. He is the one handling. You will handle many. You will handle many. And you bring solutions in the many things he will give you to handle. Don't be bothered about the fact that they have not been able to interpret you. You are too concerned for them to understand you. Please don't be bothered. They were not supposed to understand you. Because the day they understand you, it means that you're not following what I'm telling you. They won't understand. They will not comprehend it. But as you walk with me, they will see the difference even though they can't understand you. They will try to understand the God that you serve. They will want to ask you, who is this God? And then I will reveal myself. Thank you, Spirit of God. They told me yesterday is gone. But I understand by the spirit yesterday is not gone. I can carry it. And carry it. That which I needed yesterday can come with me for today. And I can take it to tomorrow. You see, the issue is this. It must be relevant to tomorrow. Yeah. Once it is relevant to tomorrow, it is no longer in yesterday. Okay. I really pray you understand me. Thank you. I have a witness. Let me tell you, yesterday is not gone. Yesterday is gone if it is not relevant for tomorrow. But once it is relevant for tomorrow, it is not gone. And listen to me, it is always either relevant to God or the devil. If it is relevant to the devil, it is not gone. So be careful. How you establish your yesterday. And when you realize that the things that in the yesterday attract the devil, then you have a right them, to cancel them, to remove them. You can. He gives us that liberty because he knows that time is not time really as it is here in the spiritual realm. All time is time. So you will need the things that are relevant yesterday. Relevant for tomorrow. You will carry them with you. Ah! Anymore. Don't cry anymore. And don't ask why anymore. For my processes and the outcomes cannot be stopped and cannot be hindered. But they can be hastened. Part of how you access that which are my purposes is where you learn to rejoice in me even when there is no reason to rejoice for of a truth there will always be a reason to rejoice i am your reason for joy for have you not been told i will joy in the god of my salvation for with joy you fetch from the wells of salvation and the things that I've said for you in my purposes are anchored in salvation. Therefore, when the enemy is saying don't rejoice, it is a time to rejoice. When your circumstances are saying no rejoice, that's the time to rejoice. When your body is saying don't rejoice, that is the time to rejoice. When those around you are looking at you and are pointing fingers at you, that's the time to rejoice. peace is coming into the family into your family peace the conflict has been there for too long but the light of God is shining upon the family and you have become the channel to dispense that light in and peace is coming upon your family everyone will come together and they shall say "Ah, we need to resolve we need to settle it will happen without the orchestration that men will normally put in. I will the events. I am speaking to you so that you know and prepare yourself. And when those times come, I will need one who will anchor it. God always looks for person who will anchor it. That is why there was a time I told you, I said, you are an altar. You are a meeting point between divinity and this world. And when he meets with you on the hard point and, and in your heart, what he wants to do comes out through you. So in that family, you will need to be sensitive to recognize that you are that altar, the meeting point where God will release that which He wants to do. The enemy will try to provoke you to take a different tone. Don't respond to it. Don't respond. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There shall be great joy and rejoicing and celebration in your home. The processes of God cannot be stopped, they can only be hastened. I need you to know that they cannot be stopped. The process of man can be stopped can be delayed but God, when people think they are delaying God they are not delaying God because you can't delay God your journey seemed to have been tough before now but I hear God tell me to tell you your journey will be full of celebrations, full of joy but he wants you to yield to him so that you do it the way he desires it to be done. There are many counsels from men. They can serve their purpose. But the counsel of God, nobody can shift. He is drawing you into a new life, level of intimacy. He's calling you to that walk. He wants to talk with you. He wants to discuss with you. Because the things he wants to say. Even if somebody will tell you, they will not make sense to you. But you know it. And so as he's speaking to you, they'll become clearer. They'll become clearer. They'll
1: become clearer. Affliction
0: will not arise the second time. I am talking to somebody who is actually worried about that. But it will not happen the second time. For the scripture says affliction will not arise the second time. But I hear me to take, give you a caution that affliction tends to come if people do not keep re- responding to that which I've said for them. I have proposed of myself to clear you of any affliction. I have determined to clear you of the afflictions that men will want to bring upon you. I have determined to clear you and to vindicate you of that which they have said you are guilty of for I am the one who is the judge of the whole earth, and when I begin to judge no one can question my judgment I will bring to you the things which I have spoken of in time past, the things I put in your heart, I will ignite them again and they will know that of a truth, it is I it is I, it is I who leads you to the place of safety and security, I will bring you to an enlargement and in that place you will gather those who even doubted, for they will know that I am at work that I am at work in your life, will begin to write. Let your hand be like the pen of the ready writer. Write, write, and write again. For I will show you things that are beyond that which you have known. I will show you things that men desire to see, that men desire to accomplish, that men desire to accomplish. But you will write. And as you write, those things shall become the mind that I desire. No more contention. You are victorious. No more contention. Nobody will debate with you over it. It's your own. Okay.